Hey everyone, welcome to episode 191, The Big Mo. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. So, of course, when I go to sit down and do this podcast, my brain starts to say all the things. You're a loser. You're a fraud. um, You don't need to do anymore. What value do you have to offer other people? You're a loser. It always goes back to you're a loser. (laughs) Isn't that just so nice? I'm like, I hear you, brain. And so Rachel C. said, next time your brain does the thing that your brain's going to do, You tell your brain, Rachel C. is listening and learning. So thank you, Rachel C., because you made me punch fear in the face and do it anyway. Because a lot of times we're waiting till all the stars are aligned and then we're going to do that thing. And I want to talk to you about something called the big mo, which I did not coin this term, but I love giving it a funny name like the big mo because it makes you kind of feel like you're in charge and you're in the driver's seat and you're taking control of the raffia. So the big mo, I think Josh Coates coined the term. He said it one time in a workshop and I was like, OMG, that's so true. He said, all right, everybody, I have the secret. He was talking about building businesses online and he said, I have the secret. Everything you need to know in one slide about building your own business and having time freedom and all the things. So take out your camera. It's on this one slide. Everyone takes out their camera. I wasn't there, but I heard about it. I was like, that is genius. He's like, all right, everybody camera on there. Okay. Everybody ready? I'm only going to leave it up for a couple seconds. So you got to be ready. And everyone has their cameras out and they're just waiting. What is it? What is it? What is it? And he said, okay, now on your camera, there's a little reverse icon, click the reverse icon. And so everybody's looking at selfies of themselves and like, what, what? I don't understand. He's like, that's the secret. It's everything that's already inside of you. It's nothing outside of you in a slide or in a marketing tip or tool or secret. The secret is there are no secrets. And that's the same thing about parenting, losing weight, having a more organized house, puppy training, building a business, starting a blog, opening an Etsy shop, going to church or synagogue more regularly, having a better relationship with yourself, having more money in the bank where you're not spending as much as you were before. It's the person who's going to help you bridge the gap between where you are and where you want to be. Now, I also want to caution you that you don't have to live on this treadmill of worthiness where you have destination addiction, where you think that you're going to be happier, more fulfilled, feel more worthy in a location, an income, through a person, through a hobby in the future. Because when we have destination addiction, it's very anticlimactic when we get to that point, when we get to that weight, when we have the house that's organized, when we're caught up on laundry, when we have a comfortable amount of money in the bank, the brain will always do what the brain's going to do. So when you know that, you're like, oh, this is part of the process. 
This is a journey, not a destination. This is what Kelly's been talking about. Then you can still be on the treadmill and get stuff done, but it's not this treadmill that's going at level 10 where you can only handle level three or four and you're in constant state of overwhelm and confusion. When your brain is always in overwhelm and confusion on the regular, then that's when you just want to kind of get curious about your thoughts that are leading to the overwhelm and confusion. Because there will, will be times where you want to feel overwhelmed and confused. When October hit and we were moving a family member into assisted living, when my sister got hit by a hurricane, we were all overwhelmed and we were very confused. And I was okay with that. So you don't always want to push the tricky emotions. You can say to your brain, I understand we're in a season of confusion. We're in a season of overwhelm. Of course we are. Then you give yourself grace and compassion. So only you can answer that question. If the overwhelming confusion is something you want to live it within or do something about, and you can be overwhelmed and confused and still take action. So the big Mo stands for momentum. And whenever you start doing something like think about teaching a child how to ride a bike, when you first teach them to ride a bike and you take off those training wheels, they have no momentum to get going. I remember telling Grady, I was like, just push the pedals. And he's like, I am, but I'm not going anywhere because he had no momentum. And so David would kind of give him a little push and then he'd have a little momentum and his legs could move a little bit better and faster and more consistently. But getting him started on the bike was the hardest part of riding the bike. Once he was on the bike, he would start going and he'd get some momentum. And then he'd fall in the grass and then he'd start all over. And he would lose that momentum every single time. And when you lose the big mo, the goal or the thing that you're doing, whether it's a run, it's a income, it's an organized house, it's a business, it's a better relationship with your kids. A lot of times our brain will go to all or nothing. Or if we fell off the bike and we're in the grass, it's too overwhelming to restart the bike. So we just give up and quit. Or we just kind of put it to the side. And then we just do what is the most dangerous thing when we're going after a goal or we're trying to have a better relationship or we're trying to have more money in our bank. We're trying to spend less. We're trying to start a workout plan or eat healthy or XYZ goal, the biggest killer to that is to start to dabble. Because then it's kind of like you're tricking the brain, like, yeah, I'm doing a little bit. I'm doing a less what Kelly says, just do a little bit. But when we're constantly in the state of dabbling, we never get that momentum that we're looking for. It's like Grady just sitting on his bike, but not pushing the pedals. And he's like, hey, I'm trying. At least I'm on the bike. And he's dabbling in bike riding. So I asked you all on Facebook, what are some things that get easier to get going with momentum, like a snowball, kid learning to ride a bike, a push merry-go-round, et cetera? Now, I don't think they really have those push merry-go-rounds anymore. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like when we were little, we used to go on the equipment on the playground. I don't even know what to call it, apparatus. And it looked like a merry-go-round, but obviously there was no motor. And then you'd get on, and then you'd have a mom or a dad or a friend start that circular motion going. And it was so hard to get that playground equipment going because it was so heavy. And then the more people you had on there, it was like, whoa, this is too much. This is too hard. It might take two people to get the push merry-go-round to get going. But once it gets going, all of a sudden that adult who took so much inertia in the beginning to get that merry-go-round, that push merry-go-round going, all of a sudden they're standing up and they're hitting it every probably five or six revolutions. Do you see the difference? And that's what happens when we're going after something or we're trying to be consistent in the working out or the skincare or the home organization. 
So a lot of you said running, working out, nutrition and exercise, sledding, an avalanche. Do you think about an avalanche? It just gets bigger and bigger. And you're like, whoa, this started off as a tiny snowball. And all of a sudden we have an avalanche. How'd that happen? Doing Zumba, sorry, doing Zumba. Sean said a four on the floor with a dead battery. And I was like, what is a four on the floor? And what he was talking about was driving a stick shift. Isn't that the case? I learned how to drive stick shift in an elementary school parking lot of all things. And Todd's rabbit in a black Jeep rabbit in an elementary school parking lot. And it was so hard. But once I got going, it wasn't so much of that herky jerky stall, herky jerky stall. But once I got the momentum and the big mo going, then it was a lot easier and it was smooth sailing. Jackie says habits. And that's what we're talking about today is creating these habits of whatever habit you want and getting consistency and momentum with that and getting that big, big mo. Sally says kindness. Isn't that true? This is a good one. Andrea says, I was, this is such a good visual. I was pulling up to the dock on the boat and my husband advised me to slow down. But when I, I shut off the motor and then the boat was going too slow and it lost the momentum and it did not steer well. That's what it feels like when we're going after our goal. It's like being in quicksand. It's like being in mud that's too thick and it's all over us. Leora says, writing a paper, really anything. And isn't that the truth? So think about the habit you're trying to create. They always say it takes 21 days to create a habit. I think that's true, but it's also, you have to know that there's going to be things that are going to come up that are going to disrupt that momentum. Some of those things off the top of my head, but there are about a hundred more. It could be you go on vacation. If you go on a cruise and you're on a workout plan, you get back from that workout plan. It's going to be a lot harder to start than it was before you left for the cruise. It could be an illness. It could be a hurricane that comes through. It could be moving a family member into assisted living that rocks your world to the core where you just have no oomph to get going. It could be a new puppy. It could be one of your kids sick and losing sleep. So what happens is, let's say a child is throwing up all night and we miss our workout. What the brain will do, oh, we missed one, we can miss 100. But instead, you're like, no brain, I understand what you're trying to do. We're gonna get the big mo back. Once you lose the big mo, it is very hard to get it back, but it's very possible. If you've had it before, you know exactly what it feels like. So you just gently remind your brain, we're going to do this until we have the big mo back. So then what happens is it's still a lot of work and a lot of effort, but it's not as daunting and overwhelming to the brain where it's like pushing, starting the push merry-go-round all over again. You have that momentum to keep you going, whether the system that you have to organize the house, whether it's the system to eat healthier, whether it's the system to work out regularly, whether it's the system to build a business. It's not in the big things, it's in the little things that matter and it's doing that consistently. A lot of parents will tell me, I started yelling again, I fell back in old habits, so then we throw the baby out with the bathwater and then we just scream our head off all day long. And a lot of clients will tell me, I only stay consistent when I'm listening to your podcast or when I'm listening to personal development and following people on like little big feelings on Instagram. They have a great Instagram account. They just give like little verses and little mantras. Why is that? Because that's the brain's way of saying, we're going to go back to default as soon as you're ready. One time I was talking to a counselor who counseled people who dealt with alcoholism and she says, alcoholism is a very patient disease. It's very patient. It's just waiting for that next sort of tornado to come through your life. And it'll be there like a, like an old friend. Obviously it's not an old friend, 
but it's a very patient, patient disease. And that's the same thing with disrupting momentum. The brain is very patient, like, hey, is ready as soon as you're ready to get off this crazy train of the big mo, I'm here for you. That doesn't mean you're making excuses. That doesn't mean you lack discipline. That doesn't mean you're a loser. That mean, doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. It's the exact opposite. That is the way that the brain is wired. It wants to do the same old, same old and go on autopilot. So it's looking for that momentum disruptor to come and happen. Now, when you use something like putting on deodorant in a day that you miss, you don't go the next day and be like, hey, I missed on Monday putting on deodorant, so I'm not going to wear it for the rest of the week. You can see that in something simple as deodorant. So use the same mindset that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You're looking for the big mo. It's still going to be hard no matter what. But what happens is it's still going to be hard to push the merry-go-round, push merry-go-round, but it's not as hard as it was in the beginning because you just gently remind your brain, I know you're trying to protect me. I know you don't want to do this, but we're going to do it anyway. And the big mo you can only get through consistency doing the thing that you don't want to do. So the thing that you don't want to do, put that in your notes app, make a chart, ask your kids to help you stay accountable, ask your spouse, ask your sister, ask your greedy, greedy grandpappy. I'm trying to be more consistent in this. How can I help you be more consistent in that? Like Grady really wants me to get a 30-day streak for Duolingo, and he's really into it. And so he's helping me stay more consistent with doing the Duolingo app every single day. And so I'm helping him stay more consistent in the Bible app every single day. So he'll send me his streak every day. And I was like, oh, that's right. I need to log into Duolingo. And so I'll log into Duolingo, do my lesson, and then I'll screenshot my streak and I'll text it to him. So in a way, I'm teaching him how to create habits, but I'm also showing him that creating habits isn't something that is an on-off switch. I'm 48 years old and I'm still trying to create healthy habits. It doesn't ever end. It's a journey, not a destination. And then I'm teaching him about accountability partners. Sometimes I'll send him the Duolingo app streak that I have for the day and he'll be like, oh, that's right. I got to log into the Bible app. Because for him, doing the Duolingo app every single day is like brushing his teeth. He would never, ever miss a day. I think he saw some kids in older grades struggling in Spanish in high school. And so he's like, whoa, I don't want to have that struggle. So he's very motivated to do Lingo app every single day because he doesn't want to struggle like that in high school. So he's trying to do a little bit every single day, which is helping him teach Spanish. And me logging into the Bible app and doing the verse of the day and the lesson of the day is like me brushing my teeth or putting on deodorant. I think my streak is like 607 days. So it's very automatic, but Duolingo is not automatic. So you see how we're leaning on each other? Your kids are a great resource. They're a great person or people to help you with different habits. So you say, this is something I'm working on. What's something you're working on? If they're younger, you can help them. And so with Grady, I said, how can I help you be more consistent? So I was starting off with saying, you know, giving verbal reminders. And he's like, I don't like that. I feel like you're nagging me. I'm like, all right, tell me what, what would help you. And that's where we came up with, I text him my Duolingo app streak, and then he sends me his Bible app streak. Or sometimes he'll just put, he'll send me the Duolingo logo, and then when I'm finished with it, I'll just give him a thumbs up. You know how you can thumb up a, something that you see on text? So it's very simple, very easy, but I know that he's going to be asking, and he knows that I'm going to be asking, and so we're helping each other out. I don't need anyone helping me with the Bible app, and he doesn't need anybody helping him with the Duolingo app. So we're mixing and matching and you have those same resources within yourself. And there's also an app called Done, D-O-N-E. I think it was like 
It was kind of expensive for the year, but then I got some like New Year's special and Lily and I were doing it. And you can get it for free to do three habits that you don't want to do. You put those in first. You're not going to put the things that are easy for you to, in the app, but it keeps track of your streak. And then you say like, like I really want to get better about brushing the dogs. So I don't want to brush them every day, but I want to brush them three times a week. So three times a week on the done app, it has me log in and then I check it off. And if I reach the goal and I do the thing, and it's not that I don't like brushing the dogs, I just forget about it. There's so much to remember. So when I'm trying to create habits, I do the things that I'm always forgetting to do. In the app called Done, there's lots of them out, out there. I haven't tried them all, but that's really helping. And then so Lily's also using the same app. And so she has different goals and different habits that she's trying to create that are way different than mine. And so we might screenshot it to each other or just give each other a thumbs up using the Done app logo. So do you see how this is something that just kind of like, evolves and happens versus there's a manual out there on how to live life. It's like that dance you're doing with your kids, you can do within yourself. Okay, this is a way that helps me. This is a way that helps Kelly. And they're both different, but they're both working. So take what you learn from this podcast, our podcast, put it into your heart, process it, and then have something else different or the same come out. It doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. You can't do life wrong. But I'm telling you, once you get that big mo going, life becomes a lot easier. You're on the merry-go-round and then the energy you get from doing the habit that's hard or not fun or something you're always forgetting, you get that inner pride and that gives you more drive and that gives you more gas to the car to do the other things. And then all of a sudden your life has this momentum because you have systems and you have systems for your systems and then you're just showing up for the system versus starting from square one every single day. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.